mom undercovers a drug and prostitution ring operating between staff and students at the University of South Carolina in 1990 and calls the police shortly after her mom dies. And this is the beginning of the battle cry of mom versus the sexists in the world and her subsequent high-tech harassment by people that I could not see and understand and that my father convinced me may not actually have really been there. Um, So I would walk with mom around the University of South Carolina and she would turn around and say to a person behind us, stop following us and harassing us. Um, That person may have been a photography student with a camera but she felt that that person was following her around to cause her to feel unsafe because she had reported a a faculty to the police. Um, My father tried or did not try to console her and he often seemed reluctant and slow to validate her claims. But he did arrange for a, a new job for himself to move us closer up north to his family and away from South Carolina the university and the mysterious group of unseen harassers that alarmed mom into a rage as they seemed to stalk her and trouble her. I never saw them, only mom, indignant and fuming. Walking quickly, her mouth clenched, angry, speaking in a shrill voice. She did not keep her mouth silent, but spoke out and the alarm never died down, not while she was on campus, not while she was home, not while she was with my father, not while we took an emergency retreat to an older Catholic couple's house in the church for a few days of solace. But once we moved up north, things did not change either. It was actually not until my late 30s that mom, that anything mom said about this was validated to me in any credible way by any adult besides her. By this I mean my father was quietly unconvinced at best and actively disparaging at worst and his main concern was my mom's incessant speaking out. It was not until a few years ago that an article was released corroborating mom's claims. After the Catholic sex abuse scandal had drawn world fame, um, a former president of the University of South Carolina was found to be affiliated in some degree with it. Um, Columbia, South Carolina's oldest premier newspaper detailed the insidious influences of its previous president, his enormous systematized sexual assault of students and his misuse of power and funds to lavish gifts for students who would give him sexual favors. He was so influential that he had even promised, he had even had something to do with the John Paul Pope II um, when he made his visit to the United States. Um, it was in South Carolina. And this, um, this man had also promised to put Columbia University on the map, building up his reputation as high as to Harvard. But by the time I found this article in the newspaper, 
um, mom had already died. And I could only share this with a group of friends who knew me well and my relationship with my mother, why this would be in some way vindicating for me to read this. In some way, it made me feel that all the suffering I went through had not been in vain. And in some way that my mother, as much as she was a perpetrator of emotional abuse, was also in some ways victim of a larger problem. And all the adults in her life held some complicity in not believing her. As an aunt described to me, the 80s were different times. Sexual assault and abuse weren't talked about then. There was no Bill Clinton impeachment yet. There was no Catholic Church sex abuse scandal, yet there was certainly no Me Too movement. There was only the sordid and disturbing caricature of a figure, Lorena Bobbitt, in the media. So it was very much preferred to disbelieve women or dismiss them as crazy. Anyways, here's the article detailing this unrepentant mogul and his affairs which mom correctly spied from afar around the same time she was devastated by her mother's death. It's www.thestate.com backslash news backslash special reports backslash state 125 article 528 245 90.html.